0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, author of the book, Man at 50, A Journey of Crisis, Revelation, and Survival. So let's get started on the Man at 50 podcast, a podcast that is for you, your little person within you, your hopes, your dreams, and hopefully a new plan for the future. Welcome, our new sponsor to the Man at 50 podcast, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say, thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad Richard at ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. That's ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard. And today I have a good friend of mine and uh, and a great guest, Keith Roberts. And uh, just to tell you a little bit about uh, Keith, um, you can find him at MakeNewRules.com, MakeNewRules.com. Uh, he is an entrepreneurial coach and educator. Uh, he is a master business coach, certified professional coach, and certified master trainer. So for you entrepreneurs and business owners or want to be business owners out there, um, turn the volume up, get a cup of coffee. Uh, Keith has some great information he's going to share with you today. And, uh, and just uh, I, I, we, I'm pretty sure that we will not be able to get everything covered in an hour. Me and Keith have talked before in the past uh, and we tend to go over. So uh, there's a there's a lot of content, a lots of good information. But today's podcast is all about you, uh, your hopes, your dreams as far as entrepreneurship and starting and owning your own business. Uh, something that I believe uh, everyone should consider. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, Keith's background. Uh, Keith helps entrepreneurs start, build and grow their business by providing coaching, education, and strategy development. His career spans over four decades as a successful entrepreneur, a technology industry leader, a certified master business and life coach, consultant, author, speaker, trainer, and SCORE mentor. He's also uh, been on the Better Business Bureau board, uh, Board as a member, and he is a leader in his community. So with that being said, uh, uh strap yourself in folks. Uh uh welcome to the podcast and welcome Keith Roberts, my friend to uh Man at 50. How are you? Great, Brad. Appreciate you having me on today. I'm excited. <laughs> it's great to have you here. And uh I- I've had some uh I've had some uh breathing, you know, chest congestion. So I'm I'm not at 100 hundred uh, hundred percent. So like I told you before we started, uh we talked off air. I might be hitting my mute button, you know, if I need to clear my throat or whatever. So well, it just makes you sound even more sophisticated, right? Yeah. Uh that, is, that in between my coffee drinking. So uh yeah, but but we're good. We're good. Um yeah, tell uh you, you and I have talked quite a bit about, you know, uh, business coaching and starting and running a small business and the challenges. Um and and in this crazy time of 2020, as we kind of wrap up this uh uh insane year that we've all experienced um people uh, i i know people are are just they're they're dreaming and they're craving change and 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 positive uh, constructive uh things that they can do to make their lives better and so um you are here and i wanted you to be on on the podcast uh, to to kind of tell people about what you're doing um your methods your approach and why you believe that being an entrepreneur or business owner is so important, um, now. And as we, as we're getting close to starting a new year. Yeah.
1: So, uh, gosh, there's a lot to cover. I could (laughs) take you back a little bit, tell you how I got here. Just uh, give the the high level. Uh, I uh, graduated from college with a accounting and computer science emphasis and, uh, many, many years ago, uh, I uh, was in corporate C-level management, CFO. Uh, I was always around computers from my first job in college back in the mid seventies. And, uh, in college, I didn't like computers much, but that was kind of part of the game. I was in the computers before they were on the desktop. But, uh, anyway, so, so what happened was I uh, got involved in implementing accounting systems for large businesses. And, uh, Made a, made a change in the early 80s to uh, consulting, helping kind of mid-market, like a, maybe a $25 or $50 million company uh, with uh, many computers. So when you're in the, the accounting space, computers, it's mission critical. So I learned what happened over the years. I learned a lot about what works, uh, what made businesses profitable, got to work with management at all levels in all kinds of industries. So, uh, and then later when I started my own business to, uh, sell and implement software accounting software, ERP is what they call it. Actually, uh, it covers it's mission critical. It covers the whole business and I got to work and, uh, with larger companies, uh, divisions of fortune 500. So when you're at that level, implementing mission critical software, uh you got to do a good job you got to learn about the client and uh, how they operate uh what doesn't work and uh so that's where i got my interest and background in uh business and uh being a consultant later i grew my business to uh having my own employees trying the struggles of a small business uh back before we had the internet is a real challenge uh, uh, high tech was doing a fax blast with a fax machine. You didn't have email, you didn't have cell phones. So you learned kind from the grassroots, uh, almost from a manual standpoint of, of how to build a business. Back then it was business cards, handshakes, trade shows, face-to-face. Uh, you didn't have the internet to do uh, your, deliver your services. And, and, So that background made me appreciate even more having the internet to start a business, build a business. And you can literally, as everybody's aware of you can have a business out of your your bedroom if you wanted. A lot of people are doing that. So what I think is interesting about this topic right now, so many people have been affected this year by COVID. Uh, People lost their jobs. They've uh, maybe they've gotten into financial trouble. Uh, There's a lot of things going on that people are, are, are nervous. And I think our nature is to want to take charge and control our destiny, but a lot of times we don't know how. So to me, nothing is more satisfying than having your own business, uh, calling your own shots, not being dependent upon uh, so much the economy or a boss or an industry that fails. So the hard part, I think, for people starting a business is not necessarily... Just having the idea or the passion, I think it's actually knowing where to start, and so that's where I put a lot of my focus. Now, in the past, I sold my, last, sold my last software company. I've actually started and sold four different companies, and the last one I sold in 04, So I've really been uh, f- uh, focusing on business coaching, specifically small businesses, because I think that's well, obviously that's where like 95% of the uh, the uh, uh, workforce is in small business. And the government calls small business less than 50 employees. But I like to look at small business starting as a solopreneur, a one-man band. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you'll grow. So um, trying to keep this on track here. I guess the, the, the challenge right now is people, maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they've thought about it for a long time, but they don't know the first step. Uh, there's a lot of people promoting. There's a lot of hype on uh, marketing a business and and helping you start a business and... And I find it ironic, me being a baby boomer, uh, a lot of these people that are out there promoting themselves as experts, they're 20 something year olds. And not that there was anything wrong with that, I was too at one time, but (laughs) I think there's a lot of value that comes from experience. So I feel like that's my competitive advantage, helping people uh, because of my years of experience. I've seen a lot of what worked, what didn't work, large businesses, different industries, of what's happened this year. And so I've shifted a lot of my efforts to helping uh, baby boomers, those born after 1946 to about 64. Uh, there's 10,000 of baby boomers that hit retirement every day. So what happens? They either lost their job because the business they're working for went out of business. Uh, maybe they're downsizing. Uh, maybe some of those people have already retired, and uh, they're when having retired maybe and there's several possibilities but kind of here's the scenarios they've retired but they don't have enough money Mm -hmm. they've retired and have uh, some urgent need for additional income maybe a life event a medical event uh it could be a number of things but for uh that and they don't want to deplete their savings and they don't they can't go out on the job uh, the job market and get a job as readily as somebody younger. And, uh, and then there's another part of those baby boomers that, uh, I feel, uh, they want to be relevant. That's the term I use a lot. They have all these years experience and they want to give that value back. Uh, They can volunteer. And I've done a lot of that myself. I'm a SCORE mentor and been involved in the Better Business Bureau and boards of homeowner associations and so forth, but if they want to, and I think the the desire is to have something structured, not just give back in the sense of volunteering for something, but actually have a business that has uh, some value, a value proposition, something to offer. And so the challenge when you're starting a business, I, I would say, especially for baby boomers, is that maybe I haven't started a business before. And I don't know the first step. Well, you don't just go out and form a corporation and, uh, you know, build a website and so forth. It really starts before that. You've got to take an inventory of your strengths and weaknesses. And, um, so that could be maybe personality traits, uh, the people you have a passion to help, uh, certain skill sets that are relative, uh, You know, if if you can operate an electric typewriter, that's not as relative as being able to use a word processor, obviously. So, and you don't have to know, a lot of times I know people feel like technology is is a roadblock. Uh, You don't have to embrace and learn all of technology. There's some basics just to be, uh, to build your business, especially if it's online. So a couple avenues, Uh, I think COVID has taught us that uh, a brick-and-mortar business as we once knew it is kind of going away and mm-hmm. even the businesses maybe it's not a brick-and-mortar like it is in a retail but you know maybe a, a say a 50-person company they have an office suite and and you know systems and all this uh, overhead and they found with covid when people couldn't come together well lo and behold people could work out of their house so it's kind of creating a new awareness that with technology, even larger companies, as they grow and scale, they can have their employees work anywhere. Where's something called a virtual environment, a virtual environment, I can actually hire people to work contract uh, from anywhere in the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, last week, I talked to uh, someone in Australia. Uh, he was a virtual contractor. He does websites. Uh, He used to be in the space I was in. He did uh, work with ERP systems, but he likes building websites and marketing. Uh, There's, you can hire people through the internet that are uh, virtual assistants that maybe you're not ready to hire that full-time assistant, but maybe you need somebody to help you with editing uh, some, uh, maybe you're writing articles or a book. You can hire virtual assistants to help you edit. Uh, So there's just a number of ways you can, uh, operate as a sole proprietor, a small business with the help through different platforms. Now I can name some uh, if that might be of interest. There's one that I like called Fiverr, F I rcom You can go in there and type in any kind of uh, support you need from uh, a computer programmer to an editor for a book or, or a podcast editor to, um, A graphic designer to an accountant, uh, a salesperson, just about anything. There's literally hundreds of thousands of people that make their living as a virtual, in a virtual environment. Uh, That's one idea. So I'm kind of going all over the place here, but I think kind of bringing it back to start a business and not just a baby boomer. The first thing you want to do, going back to the point I was making a minute ago, is... Take inventory, assess your skill sets, your interest, uh, where your desires are, uh, how you want to deliver your business. I think that's important. Uh, Not everybody is going to be comfortable building their business digitally or on the internet. Some people may want to have a a small office. Uh, There's something called co-working now where you basically pay a small monthly fee and you can go hang out, kind of like a a Starbucks kind of environment, but it's more for businesses where they have conference rooms if you want to have meetings. Uh, I've done some of that in the past. Uh, Back when I was first starting my business, uh, way, way back in the 80s, uh, uh, executive suites was the thing. That's where you had another receptionist answer the phone up front and maybe they did some typing for you You and shared conference room. Well a lot of these places now are open environments where you'd be like a coffee shop uh so uh so back to to assessing how you want to deliver your business and how you can be different. I think differentiation is hard, especially if you're not actually meeting people handshaking. you develop relationships through social media uh-huh. uh, you can do some marketing with uh various platforms like adwords and Facebook ads and LinkedIn and others, uh, and so I feel like that what a lot of people do, they and it's kind of a scenario that I bumped into that a lot of people think you can build your business and sell your your services through social media. Well, it's really not the case. the The owners, the the ones who control social media, they control how many people who and how many people see your post, unless you want to pay a lot of money for advertising. So email marketing has been around for a long time. One thing I'm learning that when you start a business, first thing you want to focus on is having a method to collect email addresses and collect phone numbers. You control how those are used. Uh, Social media, you can't rely on social media and you probably don't want to spend a lot of money advertising because you'll advertise yourself out of business you can spend a lot of money real quick Mm -hmm. so the point is social media when you're building a business is used to make connections to see uh, people see who you are maybe you're posting a small article maybe you have a youtube video and uh and so it's a place to, to be found so anytime anybody sees what you post you want to invite them to join your group, to join your email list. Now, the beauty of that is if they're willing to connect with you on that level, give you their name and email address, they're probably somebody that you can develop a relationship with. And obviously you want to do this with trust and a lot of people to get your email, they'll promise you all kinds of things, free, you know, free books, free training, free this and that. That doesn't, and eBooks has been around for some time that's an electronic book that's in a pda form the bad thing about that is people will download them but they can't ignore it so building relationships with social media is just that you're building a relationship over time so people start to see well i like what he or she has to say uh i like their messaging gee i think i'd like to work with that person so there's a relationship just like you meet somebody say at the coffee shop uh they're not going to just hand over the credit card and buy something from you <laughs> that'd be great right yeah i wish it was that easy and gosh when i was in the accounting erp space you know our, our average sale was 250 sometimes 500 thousand dollars. well obviously i didn't uh, make a, a big sale like that in one or two meetings it was long drawn out you know take you know a short closing cycle might be uh a couple of months to gosh there's times it took three years uh, and we have to develop and do a lot of discovery make sure we understood what they needed uh, do proof of concepts demo software well it doesn't have to be that complicated uh, but on the topic of technology I think this is what's kind of fun uh, and uh, gosh was it November 9th I'm doing a, a, a lunch and learns actual webinar for the Better Business Bureau It'd be actually uh, uh, shown all over the country now, my my topic is uh, power tools to supercharge your business and I'm, what I'm going to do is teach everybody that uh, uh, if you have the right software, the right apps, and buy them and implement them the right way you can you can position your one man business one person business and scale and grow without having a a very complicated uh, computer department or uh, elaborate systems you can do it from your laptop uh, and there's certain criteria that i'll be covering with people and uh, so you've probably seen all these apps there's a million places you can find them some are free some are you know i think about the most you pay for an app is uh about 10 or maybe 50 dollars a month depending on what it is so if i'm starting a business I would say this is where I need to spend my money. Obviously, a laptop. I would have a a website. Uh, I would have a Facebook page for my business. Uh, I would be on LinkedIn, and a lot, a lot of people are on Twitter and Instagram. And there's a lot of other platforms, but not everything is suited for business. Mm-hmm. And the problem with being in too many areas, trying to stay on top of all those social media platforms. You'll spend your whole day uh, responding, posting, and all of this. So, having a website and WordPress is very popular. Uh, WordPress, kind of the beauty of having WordPress or having a website is your your foundation, the hub of the wheel, so to speak. You can create uh, your uh, your blog post. That's where you're actually writing articles about a topic that is pertinent to your your uh, your market your, your target customers uh, so you write articles and some people write long articles I personally like an article it's no more than two pages and you can put for the readers that read your articles from your website uh, they can sign up or, or uh, uh, sign up for your newsletters where uh, maybe it's a little more personal newsletter uh, maybe they can attend a session for some training you're doing to give an idea of what your courses are about. And then the beauty of having everything controlled through your website is that you can have those blog posts post automatically to all the social media platforms. Uh, and so, I mean, it's just, there's, I can't even think right now, right now I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, uh, but there's tools that allow you to take that post and pick the time that it posts to all these different platforms without you going to each one and, and copy and pasting your post. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's automated. Yeah, it's it's all automated. And I'm sorry I drew a blank there, mm-hmm. but there's there's a couple of them that allow you to, and it's not expensive. Matter of fact, I've used free versions of these. So you can do your your articles, your content as they call it. Uh, and that's something else you can get on the virtual assistant platform. You can have people write content for you. You give them a subject matter and they write articles for you. Uh, I haven't done that. I prefer to write my own stuff, but so you post, uh, articles, content. Uh, you can also do uh, video through YouTube. A lot of people have built their entire business just delivering their offer, uh, on YouTube and so youtube can actually be on your website as well so like for example my website i've got my uh, some podcast, i've got uh, some youtube uh, videos and i've got my my uh, blog post uh, i'm probably leaving out something here i'll probably come back to me but uh, the other thing one of the things the big growth area that's an area i'm shifting to i've done one-on-one coaching for some time and it's a real hard thing to scale and grow because you're basically trading time for money so if you have a certain skill or uh, some experiences that you want to deliver to the marketplace when you're a a one-man band as i call it it's hard to deliver something if it doesn't have some structure so one way you can do structure is obviously through a youtube channel and uh online courses. Online courses are a great way. And one thing that I'm doing, kind of one of my basic tools I'm recommending, I'm using something called ThinkIfic. There's Teachable, there's some other platforms. They're called learning management systems. I'm throwing a lot of stuff out here, on not I? Oh,
0: that's no, that's good. It's it's so I, I, <laughs> I told the listeners that it was gonna be loaded up with, with specific details and and insight. Um, just to let the listeners you know understand. Uh, we're going to have um, links in the show notes uh, for you know for multiple uh, ways to connect with Keith um, because he he has so much to offer anyone that really wants to start their own business uh, and so we're going to provide the links for uh, for you there in the show notes so you can you can take it beyond the podcast and kind of reach out and uh, and utilize his knowledge and his expertise so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm undoubtedly I'm going to miss something today. And I'll think about. Gee, I wish I'd said this. But oh, no worry. Yeah, no What I'm trying to do right now is kind of frame, kind of come kind of a mindset or a framing of how you approach starting a business. You don't want to just jump out and do it, and it doesn't happen overnight. And there's a lot of false starts. There's you'll be discouraged. But I think the thing to do is to approach it with some kind of method or i call it framework i use that a lot but i think you know every business you know even facebook and amazon started out with one person right (laughs) not everybody's going to be a facebook or amazon in their business i find that a lot of people because i think simplicity for more than anything i think you can load yourself down trying to be grow and commit to too much we have to borrow money hire lots of people get locked into fixed cost and i'd recommend anybody start out small start out with a couple ideas and you know build you build you that that website uh uh, uh start reaching out one of the things now i'm gonna throw a book out i'm gonna recommend it i just recently stumbled upon it it's been out for a while uh, there's a couple of books I like, but one is called The Lean Startup, S-L-E-A-N. And I'm sorry, I don't have the, the author's name in front of me, but uh, it talks about the new way of starting a business without making, here's here's one big fault. I've been here, I've done this one. You start a business, you have this great idea, and you think, man, if I build it, if I create it, and I you know, put it out there in the marketplace, everybody's going to come running to buy it. <laughs> well, it doesn't work that way. What happens is even large companies that start a new brand, which is like starting a, a new company, right, uh, is they think the marketplace is going to just latch on and and they'll fill the shelves with their product and they'll sell it. Well, you do test marketing, so to speak. I don't know if you've been doing these taste tests for lays potato chips or the new brand of coke or some Mm -hmm. new water flavored water or something in the grocery store would they do that to see what people's response is well you can do that with your business idea uh especially if it's a service i'm kind of focusing on the concept of services for a moment uh you think that everybody needs your specialness when in fact maybe not everybody does but some people do so if there's and this is called picking your target or niching you. Um, so you, you pick a group like baby boomers is a group I'm focusing on right now because I am one. I can relate to their challenges. Started out talking about that and I didn't finish. So, uh, so baby boomers have uh, certain, certain needs that if you can relate to that group because of you share some commonality or you just have a passion uh, another example might be, maybe you're working with disabled and uh, maybe that's because you have a disabled child or, or maybe you have some disabilities yourself and you wanna help those. I know a lot of veterans work with veterans, right? Because they can relate. So you can, so if you pick that market and what you wanna do is start getting involved, reaching out, uh, connecting on different groups and social media, join conversations, find out what people are struggling with and you'll start to, to get ideas. Just, you know, you get some notebooks, start filling up notebooks with ideas. So pick your, your general marketplace, your target market, the people you would want to serve, start getting to know them, find out what they want, start building some, uh, uh, I guess, kind of, I don't want to use, this is kind of a, sounds like a bad term, but it's really not a, mock, a mock-up or a, a, a blueprint or prototype is another word. Uh, maybe it's a service. Uh, maybe it's helping veterans uh, found, find jobs or, or housing or medical assistance or transportation or counseling. Uh, uh, baby boomers, like I said, not everybody is looking to have a for-profit. Maybe they're wanting to start a nonprofit as a baby boomer. They want to help a certain group and, but that's a business, right? Even though it's a nonprofit business. So, you know, pick that group, get to know them, find out what they need, start developing your ideas through conversations, uh, joining groups and uh, just start uh, coming up with some ideas and invite people to say, so, you know, I'm, I'm launching a, a, a course or um, I'm, I've got a service I'm going to start offering uh, maybe it's uh, YouTube videos, and and maybe it's a group you join for a small monthly fee. So many formats. It's hard to mention everything here, but I think so. This the second phase is more developing this product. Instead of you developing some elaborate product, especially if it's requiring materials to build it, and hiring people and warehousing, <laughs> obviously that'd be a big mistake. You don't go build something that uh, nobody's gonna buy. So so after you get some uh, a group of people understanding and maybe even purchasing. So I think it's more people may what kind of one thing here to kind of preface. It's more than what people are willing to say, Hey, yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Find out what people are willing to pay for because uh, you don't have a business if you can't make income. Right. So, so the, I think the thing to look at here is that if you have a group that you're working closely with and it's a digital product like a training course or some kind of training of some sort uh or is to um maybe you're giving them a small break to be an early adopter so if they're willing to fork out money for your product or service that tells you, you have something viable anybody say yeah that's a cool product but would they buy it so um and this is, I mean, we could talk for hours about this topic is something that uh, I myself have gone through quite a bit and I've had different programs uh, that I've created. Um, so what I'm doing right now, can I give you an
0: example? Yeah, Keith, before we, um, let's, let's catch that on the other side. We're going to just take a, a short sponsor sure. break. Okay. And when we come back from part two, um, I want to delve a little deeper into what you're doing I know that you um, have more than one course that you have put together for entrepreneurs and, and business owners. Um, and then I, I kind of wanted—I was kind of formulating some questions that came up, and yeah. I'll ask those questions in the second segment. So, folks, just bear with Perfect. us. Um, we've been talking with Keith Roberts. Uh, he is a business coach and an entrepreneurial coach. Um, so much information. Uh, won't be able to get it all, all in, in one episode, obviously, but we will have links in the show notes where you can reach out to him. Um, but you're getting some, some great information and, uh, and great value. So, uh, we'll be right back after a short break and we'll continue speaking with Keith Roberts. I want to welcome our latest sponsor to the Man at 50 podcast. The company's name is Peer Green. And they are one of the fastest growing juice and smoothie bar franchises in the U.S. They are taking on health straight on with some fantastic, uh, healthy, delicious products. So I would encourage you to check them out at PeerGreen.com. That's PeerGreen.com. And um, I am very happy to be uh, associated with the PeerGreen family and very happy uh, that they are a sponsor of the show. We are back, everyone, uh, with the Man at 50 podcast. We have been speaking with Keith Roberts, and he is a business consultant, business coach. Uh, Just a vast amount of knowledge when it comes to starting your own business. So welcome back, Keith, uh, to part two of the Man at 50 podcast. And that was our short little sponsor break. But now we are back uh, for our second segment. Um, You started to share the plans that you have put together and the direction that you're going in. So let's start off with that. And then we're going to get into um, the name of your website as well. Uh, yeah. So we can kind of get a clarification on what do you see are the new rules of business? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to touch, we
1: touched on this on the break. I, I, probably people thought, well, you know, that's an odd name, make new rules. Uh, that's actually my LLC. Uh, and where that name came up when I sold my last company in 2004, I knew I wanted to use my experiences to help others. I knew I wanted to coach, uh, business coaching was kind of a new concept then. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but, uh, uh, make new rules is basically the idea I came from sometimes in life, we just got to make new rules for ourselves. I was burnt out on having, uh, you know, uh, technology companies uh, it was very complicated it was changing so fast and I was competing with my vendors and I said when I sold my business here's the requirements for my next business I didn't want to have employees I didn't want a brick-and-mortar I didn't want vendors who controlled my destiny and I didn't want something that required a lot of capital well what does that sound like a guy that's kind of setting himself up to be a solopreneur an entrepreneur without employees. And that's really where things are. So that's where I get my passion for uh, helping small businesses. I mean, because I'd been a small business, I think at the peak, I had 26 employees and, and uh, based in Texas, and we had just a lot of, uh, a lot of exposure because technology was growing, it was changing so rapidly. So I wanted to get into something that wasn't so complicated more basic more what people w- was looking for and so so I started uh, make new rules and uh, and I mentioned as an LLC obviously that's part of your structure when you start a business you can operate as a sole proprietor but having if you have any kind of liability and uh, I think it's good too to remember separating your business from your personal one of the basic principles of, of uh, business is don't commingle expenses. Uh, so that's why you want to have an LLC, which is a, the simplest form of of uh, a business structure outside of uh, sole proprietorship. And obviously you can grow from there, but I just want to mention that how I got into this and kind of the thought process and, and the passion I have is to help small business. So some of the things to uh, look at us as human beings, we're, I think, you know, it, it it's natural we're driven by community we're driven to be we're social beings hence social media the unfortunate thing is you're not really social with all those people like back in the day my days of business so we hand shook I, i knew every customer i went to their office i shook their hand what's different now so how do you build business how do you find customers when they're not in your backyard that's a big challenge in itself you get into uh Uh, network or not network marketing, but uh, marketing uh, through social media, email, uh, Zoom. You see your customers with Zoom. Most of my coaching is via Zoom. And so so it's a different form of business. Uh, And the other thing too, and and I mentioned using social media to make connection and find people and and connect. uh, With the social media platforms, they, the, everything on the web, every time you click on something, it's recorded. Somebody is capturing your, your, your traits, your interests, your, the things you buy, the things you read. Uh, like YouTube, if you go to YouTube and you're watching YouTube videos, uh, I, I watch YouTube a lot, I watch it more than TV because I can pick my topics. Uh, there's a YouTube channel or YouTube uh, videos on anything from business, starting a business, uh, you know, faith-based. Uh, you know, different preachers of certain preachers, certain faith. Uh, there's, gosh, uh, if you like to fish, which I do, I can watch a fishing channel on saltwater fishing, uh, freshwater fishing. Uh, I mean, there's there's channels for anything. If I like to do woodworking, and and I can I could literally build a business around YouTube if I'm good at repairing stuff or building stuff. I can start a YouTube channel, get a bunch of followers and get paid by advertisers to um, promote their their products. And, uh, and podcasts are the, another way uh, to, um, to grow your business and, and generate revenue. If you have a, a large enough audience, uh, sponsors will pay for your, uh, your podcast. Uh, you can get paid to do blogging if, you're, if you'd like to write you write reviews of products. You've probably seen that If you have a YouTube channel where you're reviewing say tools or kitchen products. You've probably seen, uh, some really good cooks that talk about their recipes. They sell the recipes. Oh, and by the way, I'm using a KitchenAid blender or mixer or whatever they could get paid, uh, for their audience. So based upon how big their audience is, uh, it's really interesting to how the revenue models are, uh, And I could do a cookbook too and get paid for my cookbook. So on this point, if they, they track everything that you click on, like now the term is called pixels. It's kind of like a, kind of like a profile. You have an online profile. So if I was trying to start a business and I wanted to do a little paid advertising on Facebook, let's say, or or Twitter or any of them, uh, I could, Go out there and say, I want to pick people between 55 and 65 that are retired, that live in a cold environment. Let's say nor- north. Well, that group could use my uh, my snow uh, what they call it uh, the snow plow, where, you know We throw snow, or, or maybe uh, <laughs> people up north fish. For walleye and pike but in texas they fish for bass so i could say and i've got this fishing lure for people who fish walleye well naturally i'm not going to target people in texas i'm going to target people in the northern states where there's a lot of lakes like minnesota right so and then and it's a certain age group because they're retired and they fish a lot so maybe you're trying to promote a certain type of fishing glasses or fishing lures or fishing jackets whatever it may be so my point is that when you do marketing on the web because our clicks our navigation is cataloged they call it pixels and also persona is another word it's basically uh, i'm a profile or a persona and so i can target the people i want to reach out to for my business based upon just about any granular any minute Thing. I mean I could pick people that are have a certain disability of a certain age group live in a certain area uh, I, it just it could go on and on just imagine any way you can dissect so you could literally and I think that's, that's a good point to talk about one of the things I fault myself on when I started coaching was not only was my offer not specific enough I didn't have a targeted audience with a specific um, offer or product or service. So basically I, I said, okay, I know business. I know technology. Uh, I've started businesses. I understand what makes them work. So I'm going to offer my services as a business coach. So if you have a business, I can help you. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you define that? How do you, how do you write a brochure for that? If you have a business, I can help you. Well, that's pretty broad. Mm-hmm. But if I said, now I'll use some analogies here in a second, but if I said, you know, I help people in a certain industry, like, let's say service business, let's say service businesses or HVAC, which is heating, air conditioning, or electrical. Uh, maybe that's the service I provide. So, but I'm looking for people or maybe I serve those groups. Maybe I, I help do business coaching to people in those areas, or uh, maybe I sell supplies to those certain niches. So... Point being, you can get real granular. The more granular, the more focused, the more niche, as they say, N-I-C-H-E. So knowing your audience, knowing who you're targeting, not only does it help you identify and have the right product uh, marketed to them, you're not selling snowplows to a guy that's starting an HVAC business, right? (laughs) You're selling something specific for that group it has a bad analogy, but I think, uh, so knowing that group that your product where they have a need for your product is very important. So not only is it helping you sell the right product to the right group, it saves you money on advertising. People say that you, gosh, you can, you can build your market, get your product out there without paying for a lot of advertising. And that's true. So if you're so focused on your product or service that you can, almost reach out and on your email list and say, well, here's 500. I don't need 50,000. I only need 500 good customers because we understand each other. They know what I do and I know what they do. And so you can market to those people without paying for a lot. It's kind of like going fishing, just throwing the lure out there, not even knowing what's under, under the surface. And it's, uh, so it's very costly. You know, like, back in the day, you would do Yellow Pages ads and just hope somebody opened up the Yellow Pages and found you, uh, or you did direct mail where you sent out a bunch of uh, coupons or or <laughs> you know, invitations to buy the product and just hoping you'd hit. I mean, you're lucky if you had a, like a 1% response. But with targeted marketing, as you get your audience identified and your product nailed down, that people are paying for, like I said earlier, is that you can actually spend your time making connections, having them on an email list and marketing to them as as, uh, maybe an offer came up or a need was identified. So you're developing relationships, getting very narrowed. Uh, Hopefully that makes sense, but it's more about, back to what I said at the very beginning, knowing who you're selling to, knowing what they need, solving their problem with something specific that they will pay for. Mm-hmm. Not just like this. kind of, here's something else. I, I, I find interesting people measure their success, small business here, I guess we do as individuals, by the number of people who like our post. I have a good friend that, uh, <laughs> he does, uh, uh, he posts a lot of guys, really smart. He's got some great information. He posts on link LinkedIn every day. LinkedIn is a platform typically for business to business, you wouldn't find some political statements out there or somebody talking about the kid's birthday party on LinkedIn, you would on Facebook, right? Or Instagram. So on this point uh, is that you, as you identify, as you make your, your, as you identify your target market and you're speaking to them, one-on-one one, almost like your best friends you do that through social media and then the email marketing you control when you're talking to them you don't want to bombard them with an email every day but you might send them a newsletter or or something that's a some free information on how to use something that you've talked about uh, i got off target there for a second but uh, so i think all in all uh is knowing the market having the right product something to buy staying with it staying the course and then as you get to know your market you may find new needs they have and you can offer an additional service Mm -hmm. Uh, for example i had i took a course recently for developing online courses because i'm trying to get better at it uh because that's not i'm not i'm not educator by trade but i've done a lot of training so i started taking the course and then as the course went along i was offered uh some more uh uh, targeted ways to create different types of tra- online training so it was another course but i had the relationship and i trusted the person teaching the courses so it's kind of like i was kind of wanting some more help but it wasn't in this course because I, I took a basic course fifteen hundred dollars for a basic course sounds like a lot right but <laughs> i could have spent a lot more money so anyway they call that upselling i guess in the uh, in the digital space but So I was offered more ways to market my courses and the ways to reach audience and the way to refine and the kind of, the kind of videos that you should have and the the importance of quizzes and so forth. Uh, So let's see. So how are we doing, Brad? Is there anything that I missed on that we've?
0: I I wanted to kind of, I wanted to revisit um, YouTube. Uh, If, If there's a listener out there that is saying there's something I enjoy, something I'm passionate about, uh, and they've identified their why, (laughs) why they want to do it. Um, but they believe or they doubt that there's a market for it. I want the listeners to, to understand that with all of, with all of Keith's knowledge, experience, tools, and things that he offers his clients, and, and he, he truly is passionate about helping people, obviously. Um, you have to have your why, and it's so important for people to understand that no matter what that why is, there is a market for it somewhere. Somewhere, uh, somewhere in the world, somebody will get excited about it. Uh, they'll want it. Uh, they'll need it, and, and they are, they're waiting for you to bring it, you know, bring it to them and bring it to the marketplace. Um, going back to YouTube, there is literally everything and anything you can imagine. Uh, there's a lot of negative stuff on YouTube, but there is also a tremendous amount of knowledge and learning and some great, great uh, content and products that are on YouTube. So I think YouTube is a, is a great platform. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a great platform for that. Um, as an example, as you were talking, um, I remembered seeing a YouTube channel and this, this channel had, I think he had like a million followers or a million subscribers to his channel. And his whole channel consisted of, as a child, he grew up without a father. And he started a channel on YouTube that simply states or simply stated, I think the name of the channel is dad, how do I dot, dot, dot. And each of his videos is an answer to that question. Dad, how do I dot, dot, dot. And each video he shows, He shows as a father figure how to do, how to change your oil, how to change a tire, how to build a birdhouse, how to build a tree swing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he has a million subscribers that watch that channel. And what he's doing is he's offering offering, uh, an emotional message, an emotional need of people through that channel and of course he has sponsors you know but he but he but he created a business out of out of just an emotional need and a connection with other people that grew up without fathers and so that's just one example of what you were talking about so yeah. it's literally unlimited as far as what what that product or service is it can be absolutely anything doesn't matter how different it is how strange it may seem, how unusual it may be. There is without a doubt a market somewhere out there in the world. And I just encourage the listeners to, to do not get discouraged and don't, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't shut the door before you even open it.
1: Yeah. Well, gosh, I'm glad you brought that up, Brad, because that
0: kind of leads into
1: something else as you're starting your business to find out if there's a market or to see if somebody else is doing something similar there's some places you look to see if people are talking about it or if people have already addressed it. Uh, YouTube is one of those. YouTube, you know, obviously Google owns YouTube, so you can Google something and find out all the places where somebody's trying to sell, let's say your particular type of service that you want to provide. YouTube, as Brad said, is a great way to learn something. Like, let's say that, you know, I've always, been interested in what people how people make money on youtube well you can basically go into youtube and do a search for how to start a youtube channel how can you make money on youtube Uh, how to record my videos on youtube Uh, how to edit Uh, how to uh, how long should i make a youtube video i mean just, just type in anything and somebody's created a video. I took a course one time to find out how to control the sound and and also the lighting for creating a YouTube channel. And this is about three years ago. I think I paid $300 to take this course. And it is really basic. And I probably could have got this stuff free. And that's part of the point here is YouTube, it's all free information. But if I want to get that very targeted, that very uh, condensed, without me spending hours researching how to do control lighting and and the audio, let's say on my YouTube video, I can pay somebody for that course because I'm trying to get the information concise from an expert. Somebody's becoming an expert, and just about anything on the web too. Honestly, is is taking something you could find for free and charging you to give it to you and, and a certain, uh, deliver it to you in a certain way or a certain time frame, And, and maybe, uh, I guess, filter some of the information because you, you'd have to spend, like I said, literally hours trying to find some information, which you could go take a, a $50 course or, or uh, watch a couple of YouTube channels. So YouTube is huge. It's a great place to research your business idea. It's a great place to learn uh, some technical skills. Uh, I'll give a plug for somebody, my Canadian friends, uh, Steve Dotto, Dotto Tech, D-O-T-T-O-T-E-C-H. He'd love it. I'm giving him a free plug. Uh, But I started watching him about three or four years ago. Uh, I used to have a TV show in Canada talking about technology going way back. And he has a YouTube channel that um, he teaches people about different software. Uh, It might be how to use Zoom, how to use Evernote, uh, just any of the tools. And so, uh, the other thing too, when you're researching your ideas, if you go to Amazon and let's say you're interested in a certain topic, search in Amazon and see how many books, how many experts have written on that topic. Uh, so, I mean, researching obviously is a big part of starting a business, but these platforms are just packed and it's well worth spending the time on the front end before you start investing. And on this point, too, I might want to say something I meant to mention earlier. I feel like I'm giving you everything with a fire hose instead of a, uh, a glass of water. I'm giving you a fire hose here, right? Uh, so, so doing the research and then when you're, if you're in a position, let's say you have a job now and you're not happy with it, but you know you want to, or you think you want to start a business, don't jump out and just delve in. It, I tell you, there's some rules here. When you start a business, it always takes longer to make money than you thought. It takes more money than you thought to do it. It takes, uh, and you're probably gonna. It's probably gonna be longer before you make money than you thought. Uh, you're not gonna just start making money right away. Invariably, it takes a lot longer. But I'm gonna throw out some books here too. I want you to read. These are foundational books that helped me and. Going back 20 years, uh, businesses that I've owned. The first one is called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, probably the best business book that's ever been written. And he's got the E Myth, which is entrepreneur myth, the myth about why small talking about how small businesses fail, and that people think because they've got a certain skill or trade, they're gonna be successful. Let's say a carpenter says, Hey, I'm gonna go build houses. Well, he may be a great carpenter, but he's a lousy businessman. He doesn't need to go build houses because when you start building a house, you've got a lot of exposure, right? That's one example. Uh, and just because a doctor is a great doctor of certain skill of trade doesn't mean he needs to go open up a large clinic uh, where he has to hire employees and other doctors. And, uh, michael gerber is the one that came up with i don't know if you if your audience is familiar with the term work on your business not in it which basically means you got to step back and kind of look at how the business is going and uh am i making the right decisions but he okay. talks about in that book how there's phases you go through you start out as a technician the guy that's got the skill or trade and what he has to go through or she has to go through to be successful as a, as a business uh, you know it talks about being a manager, being able to manage people, processes, uh, being able to implement technology and systems and, and accounting and all these things. So the e-myth is a, is a great book. Another one that that I like is uh, duct tape marketing. I've got uh, the books right here in my bookshelf behind my desk. Duct tape marketing is a great way, just kind of very, you know, marketing you can do on your own. It doesn't, cover everything about uh, the internet and social media marketing that changes every day but it's a great book uh, there's a book called the perennial sales the perennial salesman and let me pull the book here and i'll tell you the perennial i'm sorry the perennial seller by ryan holiday it's a fairly new book it's great about talking uh, to the concept of building the prototype and building a, a product that lasts forever. And, um, and it's just, it's a great book, it's an easy read. Um, I've got mine marked up here, just had all kinds of stuff. A lot of it I'd heard, but the way he positioned it, it's like, duh, why didn't I do that before, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I think, gosh, there's so many things here. I think using uh, technology, just the right technology, makes a huge difference when you're developing your business not just at the beginning but ongoing a couple of tools that I use that I love uh, one's called Evernote Uh, there's a free version uh, that probably will do all you need for quite some time it's been around for a long time but it's basically think of it as electronic file cabinet if you're doing research or collecting information It's a great way to categorize it, to catalog it, to have it with you wherever you're at. Uh, Some things I use it for, if I'm meeting somebody and they show me their business card, I take a picture of it with Evernote, log it in, and it automatically takes all the information and creates a contact record. Uh, If I have, um, if I'm doing research and I'm on the web searching, I found a website, but I don't wanna spend the time reading everything or find an article, let's say, somebody's blog post it's a really interesting article it gives me a lot of really good information I may not take the time to read it but I can automatically save it to Evernote and Evernote will store it it's called cloud-based in other words it's stored on their computers I can look at it from my computer my phone Evernote is probably a tool that I, I, I can't see being in business without it it's just incredible And you can do a search, go into your Evernote account and search for everything that let's say that has, uh, uh, customer service is the, the, the words, the keywords you'll find all the articles that you found on customer service. Um, and, and having mentioned customer service, uh, that's one thing that I learned a long time ago when you're starting your business, the customer is everything without customers, obviously you're not going to have income, uh, if the customer's happy, uh, it saves you money looking for new customers. It's a lot cheaper to take care of an existing customer. I don't care what kind of business you have customers are everything. So treat them like gold. Uh, it's like a best friend. Uh, they're going to be your best salesman. They're going to tell other people and with a business and using the internet, uh, and you can't, I don't think you can do have a business nowadays without the internet being a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So, customers uh, and their reviews they give of your product or service your business are huge Uh, uh, we touched on something else about youtube something i meant to mention these things are coming to me i'm kind of like chasing rabbits here but i think this (laughs) makes sense Uh, to be ranked or found quicker on the internet everything's visual whether it's a picture of a happy customer a picture of your product a video interview of a customer using your product video social media moves those posts those instances on the internet faster with video video is everything you can write an article and be found by keywords you probably heard the term a keyword is something that's maybe a topic a subject when you're doing a search in google it uses keywords like customer service satisfaction uh networking laptop computers those could all be keywords so uh, so having uh so having uh access I'm sorry uh, being able to have videos pictures graphics if you do a blog post you want to have a picture that is relevant relevant to your uh, your post uh putting a description of the picture tagged when you do a post uh, that's going to help you be found. So it looks at not only the picture and uh, identity attached to the picture, but also what's in your article. Uh, let's see what else.
0: We're, uh, we're 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 right down to the uh, to to the tail end here, and you you've covered so much information. Um, I'm I'm hoping that, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the listeners are. Uh, we want them to be excited about it. We want them to be. Um, starting to think you know about the possibilities um and we talked earlier before we started the episode about um you know as as you listen to this podcast folks uh we both myself and Keith we understand that this is probably not something that you're going to start tomorrow uh it may not even be next month um we we have some uh we have some things that that are going on, you know, in the world. And, and there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. Um, The holidays are coming up. And so this is the time to start to plant the seed, to start to think about research, join those groups, check out some YouTube content that is related to what you're excited about, what you want to do, and start Start getting your ducks in a row, start putting a game plan together, um, so that you can be ready and your mindset is is there to to launch your own business you know at the beginning of, of the new year um, it, it's It's pretty chaotic out there, and I understand that I know Keith does as well and uh, and so this is something this is an opportunity to take the advice and the information that Keith has given you today. Um, Reach out to him and connect with him. His links will be in the show notes. Um, But this is a great time to start to look at a change of direction. Um, And, and, and 2021 can be whatever you choose it to be. Um, I think 2021 is, I think we all need to make some really tough decisions next year. Uh, uh, and, and we need to become. We need to become stronger. <laughs> and take we, charge. Yeah, and take charge. We're gonna. We're gonna need that in our lives, and, and in the lives of, of the people around us. So, um, Keith, if you can, if you could just kind of wrap up here, we're, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of close up the episode uh, right down to the end here. Um, tell the listeners two simple action steps that they can take within the next 24 to 48 hours to at least start them on that journey of business ownership.
1: That's uh, actually an easy one. I think the most critical thing, I don't care if it's a simple business or a large business, uh, start thinking about the people you would want to serve, the people you would join working with. Uh, have two, three, four, maybe five. I don't know. Just so think about who, you, who you'd like to work with. Number two, think about, you're gonna have your own ideas, but you're not gonna know until you talk to them. Think about what problems they're having that you might be able to help them with. So look at your background, your experiences, your, your passions, the things maybe you've done some with uh, and just start thinking about, ask them, do you have this problem? Or what if you had this, would it help you? What are you buying now to solve this problem? And well, we could talk about that in a long time, but I think that's the big thing is who you might want to work with, what the problems they have and what you could offer them to help them solve those problems. That's the starting of a successful
0: business, pure and simple. Perfect. Those are two uh, great action steps. Uh, Keith, I, I want to thank you for being on the Man at 50 podcast. My pleasure. Um, it's been a pleasure. I, you just have, you have so much information. I know that the listeners will gain a tremendous amount of value um, from what you shared today. And, uh, and folks, you know, I I want, I want to encourage you to check out the links, connect with Keith. Um, This man is very passionate about helping you get started. And if you have that dream or if you even have an inkling, just a thought in the back of your mind that it's like, you know, maybe, Um, Keith would be, uh, the, the perfect match, uh, to help you kind of bring that to, to the forefront, uh, and, uh, and maybe, you know, uh, make a a major change in your life starting in 2021. Um, so I'll thank you, Keith, for being on the Man at 50 podcast. I want to thank uh, the listeners, uh, for, for joining us today. And, uh, we'll be back uh, within a week or two with another episode. and uh, any, last, uh, any last words, uh, anything else that you had to add there, Keith?
1: The only thing I want to say, if you've got questions, uh, you can go to my website and schedule a 30-minute session. If you think you've got a good business idea, uh, I'm not going to uh, tell you it's good when just, maybe not. I've seen a lot of things that worked, a lot of things that didn't. So reach out if you've got a good business idea, and we'll talk strategy. I love strategy. I love small business.
0: Excellent. And that is make newrules.com. Make new Keith Roberts has been our guest today. And uh thanks again, folks. Uh we are now uh heard in 26 countries and we're on eleven different platforms. So the man at 50 podcast is growing. Uh please subscribe and like and tell your friends about uh about the podcast. Uh I try to bring you valuable content and information that you can use each every episode. So I will end like I always do. Remember to love your little me and remember that they are always with you. Take care of yourself. And until next time, bye for now. This has been the Man at 50 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week for our next episode and our next guest on the show. Visit us on the web at www.bradrichard.net. That's www.bradrichard.net. Until next time, take care.